listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16. The official beer of the Swift Current Broncos is Ryan Schweitzer and Craig Boschman. Oh, there's some excitement around the Innovation Credit Union IFLEX right now. It's the Broncos This Week podcast brought to you by Original 16, Ryan Schweitzer and Craig Boschman. Uh, just a few days out from opening day at the time we're recording this uh, it's been like close to what, around 600 days since there's been a regular season hockey game at the Innovation Credit Union IPLEX. There's some anticipation around here, man. There is, yeah. Um, especially finishing off the preseason on such a high note with that 8-2 uh, to two win Medicine had on Saturday. I think that kind of drums up a little extra excitement as well. So uh, it has been a long time since the Broncos played a game here. Uh, by my count, I think it will be 569 days between oh. home games for the Swift Current Broncos, so or regular season home games. So long time coming, uh, a lot of excitement, and really just can't wait for the puck to drop. That 8-2 win, you know, you, you touched on it. What went right for the team? Because I know you made the trip for that one. Well, I mean, t- to be fair, there was a, a 16-year-old goalie who was put in for the second half of the game for Medicine Ad, and, and there were a couple of goals that were, like, banked in from below the goal line. So um, as we'll hear from assist- our associate coach, Devin Pratt, uh, not quite an 8-2 to two game that you might normally see. But at the same time, obviously, the Broncos deserve some credit for, for scoring as many goals as they did. They created opportunities for themselves, and they capitalized on opportunities that they got. So uh, it was great to see the team kind of break out like that after uh, hitting, I think it was three posts and crossbars on the Friday night game against Medicine Hat, and for them to get rewarded by playing well is, uh, is kind of what you want to see. Yeah, there's... Uh there, there's a new energy around the rink as well. There's a lot of players that are set to make their regular season debut here. Um, you know, new members of the coaching staff and everything. And, uh, you know, it's it certainly seems like a, a different type of energy and, and plenty of enthusiasm being thrown around too. Yeah, I mean, with, you know, obviously with after the championship, it's, it's talking about the next wave of guys who will, you know, try and get the team back to where they were a couple of years ago. And, and these are the guys that we have been talking about for two years now. And, and now that they're here, fans are going to get to see them in person for, you know, for the first time in a lot of these cases, right? So um, that's where I think a lot of the excitement comes from. You've heard about these guys and, and what they could do in the Western Hockey League and what the expectations were for these guys. Now they're here and, and they're performing forming up to those expectations. So uh, it is very exciting to see these guys in action, um, you know, see these guys who could be the next great wave of Swift Current Broncos and turn into the next championship caliber team for this organization. So um, for the fans to see these guys in action, on the ice, playing hockey at home, uh, certainly drums up a lot of excitement uh, for this coming weekend. You know, I've uh, I've had a few conversations with people who are, are closely attached to the Midget AAA program here in Swift Current, the Legionnaires, and uh, you know, there there's some excitement that Devin Pratt, who coached a team that, that they've certainly had some battles with, is now an associate coach here in Swift Current. He's going to be joining us on the podcast right now. He's a guy that uh, you know I'm sure you've had some opportunities to have some conversations with. What's your take on this guy? Yeah, well, I mean, he comes from a winning program, right? I mean, that Notre Dame Hounds uh, U18 program has been. Uh, regularly a championship contender and and they did win back-to-back uh, championships in the Saskatchewan U18 league and even a national championship in uh, 2018 I believe they won so uh, he comes from a winning program where he was the head coach uh, obviously being at Notre Dame he was also a teacher so he knows how to communicate with these young players um, now he gets to focus you know basically solely on hockey as opposed to splitting uh, his attention between hockey and education so he's super excited about that as you'll hear him say and um, you know to get a guy like that who's uh, you know uh, early on in his coaching career, I mean, he was at Notre Dame for a number of years, but now making that jump to the Western Hockey League and focusing solely on hockey, he's super excited to be here. 
which, you know, in turn, I think makes the players excited to have him. And I'm uh, really looking forward to seeing how he uh, progresses as a coach as well. Also on the Broncos This Week podcast, Matt Ward is going to join us. As he gets set for, well, I guess you could call it his second season <laughs> of Western Hockey League play, it's, uh, it's a shame that given the global situation, we were deprived of being able to watch him here at the rink as a 16-year-old. Uh, but he did have some good experiences in that 24-game hub schedule. And, you know, he's a guy... And, and, and he didn't ask for it, but he's kind of become the poster boy for this organization. You've had the chance to talk to him a few times. How, how's he adjusting to everything? Yeah, he, he just has such high expectations for, for the team and for himself. Uh, you know, he's a guy who, as, as you'll hear him describe himself, is just very driven and dedicated. Um, he, he wants playoffs or nothing. Um, you know, there's no... Uh, no passengers anymore. Uh, he's he's kind of one of the main guys driving the bus of, of this team and, and the expectations that come along with that. So And that's what you want. I mean, sometimes you'll see that in guys who are 20 and having their last chance at the Western Hockey League and guys who want to kind of go out with a bang and make the playoffs and have a strong playoff run to get themselves maybe a pro contract or something like that. But this is a 17-year-old kid who, who wants to make a difference and, and wants to help this organization get back to where they were a couple of years ago. So to see that from a guy so young, uh, it's great to see, and a guy who's got all the makings of being a very special player in this league. Associate coach Devin Pratt and forward Matt Ward are guests on the Broncos This Week podcast. They're coming up in the not-too-distant future here on this episode. All right, time to pump the brakes on the fun stuff and talk about COVID. Um, and, and it's great that you know people will be able to attend the game. Our concession is going to be open again, and, and that's great, uh, but some game day protocols just so that everybody knows what they're getting into as far as the uh, the season opener for uh, for the Swift Current Broncos. We, we did touch on it. All concessions will be open. Masks are mandatory unless you're eating or drinking in your seat. And, uh, you know, just with uh, provincial mandates, be prepared to show proof of vaccination. Have your ID ready. And uh, QR codes, we're being told those are the quickest way to get in. And uh, I haven't done this yet. And I know provincially there's been a few issues with the, the QR code system over the past few days. But if you visit ehealthsask.ca slash mysaskhealthrecord, um, you know, there's an opportunity there to, to quite simply get your information that way. Yeah, there's a new uh, app that I believe just came out uh, today on, uh, on Wednesday called the SK Vax Wallet. So you can find that in the App Store or the Google Play Store if anybody has Androids. And, uh, and once you have that app, uh, I, th I believe you can take a picture of your either QR code and then it just kind of puts the QR code permanently in that app. So instead of having to rifle through your emails or whatever it is to find your QR code, it's right there in the app. You can just open it and then uh, wherever you're going, whether it's a Bronco game or a restaurant or whatever it might be, they can just scan uh, that QR code from the app with another app, which will then uh, you know streamline the process for uh, getting into these events. So I uh, certainly recommend that being the best way to, uh, to get into the building quickly and get to your seats grab your food, grab your drinks, and uh, get ready for the game. I long for a day when we can do one of these podcasts and COVID doesn't come up, but but yeah, we just got to make sure that everybody who wants to take in the game tomorrow night is able to do so. Be prepared to show proof of vaccination. Visit ehealthsask.ca slash mysaskhealthrecord. And yes, uh, everyone's got a mobile phone. Uh, visit your app store, however you get apps, and find the SK Vax wallet. Uh, that'll be the quickest and easiest way for you to get yourself into places because these uh, vaccine passports, they're, they're not going away until we get this thing under control, and we want everyone to just 
be able to, to live their life and do the things that they love to do. And this is going to be a reality for the next little bit. Uh, a reminder as well, we touched on it earlier, but masks are mandatory tomorrow unless eating and drinking in your seat. And it's great that all concessions will be open as well. So you can enjoy the game and stuff your face and enjoy your favorite beverage and, uh, and enjoy our home opener, which is going to be this Friday night against the Medicine Hat Tigers. All right, coming up shortly, we're going to have the coaches segment of the Broncos This Week podcast. New associate coach Devin Pratt will sit down with us right after this. This is Broncos This Week. You're listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16, the official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. It's the Broncos This Week podcast brought to you by Original 16, uh, coaches show segment, and uh, one of the newest members of the Swift Current Bronco family is joining us for this one, Devin Pratt, associate coach. How's the uh, first few weeks of life and sense-making Swift Current treating you, man? It's been awesome. Uh, you know, the community's been great to our family. Uh, we've been very fortunate. Uh, my wife moved up here with me. We have a 13-month-old son, and we've really been enjoying, you know, the trails that have been put in around town and getting him out and walking around. And, uh, yeah, it's been uh, very welcoming and nice. And then with the guys, same idea, a lot of energy behind this group. We're young. Uh, we're looking forward to the growth we'll see throughout the year. But uh, I don't feel like I've worked a minute since I got here. And you're no stranger to Saskatchewan, of course. You had eight years at Notre Dame there. And Wilcox. So, you know, without going into maybe too much detail, just kind of what the application process was like for you before leading up to uh, getting this job here. Yeah, um, you know, had a relationship with Dean, just kind of seeing him around the rink and at coaches' conferences. So, uh, reached out when I seen a coaching vacancy here and kind of started the ball and continued through the process and the interviews and uh, very fortunate to get the position. So, so, where's home for you originally? Because I detected a little bit of an Eastern accent when you said the word out there. Yeah, Summerside, <laughs> Prince Edward Island. Uh, East Coaster came out uh, this way eight years ago and working with the Notre Dame Hounds, coaching and teaching out there. And yeah, we uh, we find or we we call Saskatchewan home now. Nice. And you, of course, played hockey growing up. You had some junior A time, some Quebec Major Junior League time as well. Uh, you know, people can look at the stats, but how would you describe yourself as a player back in the day? Ooh, um, I wasn't a very good major junior player, um, but I was a high-end junior A player, I guess is where I'd put it. Uh, we had a lot of fun in Summerside with our group, especially my 19-year-old year. We lost in game six of uh, the playoffs, uh, and then I went on to university when I was 20. I uh, kind of had stronger years, my second, third, and fourth year of university, kind of establishing myself there. And, uh, you know, always wanted to get into coaching, and that was going to be a part of it. But uh, when I was at the major junior level, it was just kind of a step behind behind and couldn't quite uh, get there you know the the life of the major junior coach is a hectic one lots of time on the road and everything but you know just you, you mentioned you got a 13 month old son and all this happening during a pandemic where you also change jobs I mean it it must be nice to kind of have some some steadiness and some routine in life because it sounds like it's been a busy last year and a half for you man yeah it definitely has but I guess um one positive sign effect of everything going on last year I was home a lot uh, yeah. there was no weekend on the road so for that first year of his uh, his life I was home every weekend uh, a lot of evenings I got to spend time at home and being at Notre Dame small community uh, we lived in town I was able to run home at lunch see my kid throughout the day those kind of things so uh, I've been very fortunate to spend a lot of time with him here early and uh, you know we're, we're really excited about his growth and the personality he's developing and those things too. You said you, you knew you wanted to get into coaching is there a certain time you can remember that you realized that's what you wanted to do? 
No, uh, you know, I worked at a hockey school from a young age. Um, always involved in that. I can kind of think of two conversations I had. One was with a grade nine volleyball coach uh, who told me in like in boring games he was coaching, he used to take me out just to piss me off to see the look in my face um, <laughs> coming out of the game. But he he wrote in my yearbook that year that I'm going to be a great coach. And that was kind of the first time any time anyone ever had said something like that to me. So it kind of sticks with me. I enjoyed working at the hockey schools. And then, uh, as I had mentioned, when I was 19, I went back to junior A. I had a coach there who told me he thought I'd be a great teacher. And that was kind of the first time I kind of aligned what I enjoyed doing, working with uh, youth and, you know, uh, future career. I know in uh, in talking with some local guys that are part of the uh, 18U AAA program here, uh, they were pretty happy to see you move on from Wilcox. And, uh, you know, they were pumped to have you part of the uh, the Swift Current Hockey family right now. Um, and that Wilcox experience at Notre Dame, that, that's such a unique experience. You know, what, what was that like? Yeah, I mean... Uh it was uh, it was amazing uh, the time we spent there just the the history of Notre Dame itself um, you know it's more than just a, a hockey school it is a school and it has the foundation behind it of the you know the mind body and spirit so we really challenge our guys to buy into that and the best people make the best players um, so very fortunate I know we had our our battles with Swift Current in the playoffs um, over my years there and I was fortunate to come out on the right side of those but got a lot of respect for that league and the job that guys do around that league as well well so um, I'll always look back at my time at Notre Dame finally for sure lots of great memories and a lot of guys that uh, you know we won the last game of the season I what was it like though like first impression I mean you're an east coast guy heading into this small town I mean and it's a beautiful tight-knit community the people there are great I've been fortunate to broadcast from there lots of times but I mean it, it's quite literally the middle of nowhere like yeah. bald ass prairie what was that like for you uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's the definitely interesting. The, you know? the first impression is kind of funny. So I had a good friend who had gone the year before me, um, and he had told me about kind of his first trip in. So they always take the grid road. They always take the four mile. So we don't really have gravel roads back east to be a dirt road. You don't seldomly take it unless you're on a farm or something. So, you know, all of a sudden we're driving down the highway and we pull onto a gravel road. And I'm like, oh, okay, this will be a minute. And then we're, you know, five minutes in, six, seven minutes in. And then we see the town. I'm like, is this how you get here? Like, is this the way we go? So, um, you know, that was definitely interesting. Uh, it was kind of cool. And then we actually reciprocated that to a kid that came in and then we dropped him off at the old shacks on main street and said there's your dorms he got out grabbed his bags went up to the doors and they were locked and he was like the look in his eyes he was like wow where am i but uh yeah so they got me and then we kind of got him that was uh, carson mcmahon a man a good hound uh, who graduated four years later, and he was an Islander as well, so we had some fun with him. Now, being at Notre Dame, of course, you're coaching the, the AAA team for the last couple of years, but you have to teach there as well. So for you, balancing that teaching and hockey, it's kind of like the students who have to balance their you know schoolwork and their hockey as well. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Um, and that's kind of, I guess, for me, when I say I don't feel like I've worked a day in my life down here a minute since I've been here, that's because it's hockey, right? It's hockey all the time. Um, I am working with the guys on their education here and helping them through their school and, you know, holding them accountable to their assignments and stuff. But, uh, yeah, watching video, planning practices, being involved in the day-to-day -day coaching duties doesn't feel like work. It's more of a passion than anything. And at the same time, you know, I, I viewed myself as a teacher 
teacher who, you know, I, I like the student-led learning. Uh, I like to look at them to kind of do the work and then support them after. But being math, I always wanted it to be a very welcoming and positive kind of energized environment. So that was my biggest thing was trying to get through people's hate or fear of math um, just to get them to enjoy being in the class. And, you know, I, I love the students at Notre Dame too. It's, it's, uh, it was very rewarding. Yeah. So, you know, your first impression of this team and, you know, hockey teams have very specific personalities and I'm asking a general question, but, you know, what was your, your first impression working with this group a, a few days in? Yeah. You know what? I'm just going to go back to that youth, um, just kind of getting to know everybody's name and then continuing to kind of look down at my roster as things were going and saying, okay, that guy's 16. Oh, okay. That guy's 17. Um, and continuing to do that. So, you know, we're proud of the, the veterans that we have here and we think we got guys in place that can lead and continue to grow these young guys, but we're very excited about the future we have with them. Well, and that future kind of kicks off this weekend. You've got the Medicine Tigers here on Friday as the regular season opens up. Uh, preseason ended off on a high note with that 8-2 win on Saturday. Uh, just kind of what the feel of, of the room is heading into uh, opening weekend here. Yeah, you know what? I've been impressed with that um, <clears throat> from the start. Uh, you know, we had a young lineup in our first game and we got it handed to us uh, with, with Moose Jaw, but the guys didn't get down and, and the positive I seen coming out of preseason was that we got better every game and that's all that we can ask. Um, you know, the 8-2 score probably wasn't an 8-2 game, but at the same time, we thought we played better Friday night here um, as a group for a full 60, but the results weren't there. We stuck with it kind of got a greasier road win and then the floodgates open for us late but you know uh, the boys are focused the boys you know they're they're the ones that are throwing around the term of playoff so there's some ownership in that and you know we've been very impressed with their attention to detail their energy and their engagement so uh, you know we we know there'll be some growing pains along the way but for us it's you know staying in as many hockey games as we can and giving ourselves the best opportunity to win we focus on establishing a process for success and then night in and night out, if we can get that process out there, results will start to take care of themselves. Oh, you, second week in a row on the Coaches Show segment, someone's dropped the P word, playoffs. <laughs> is, is that a goal for the team this year? Yeah, I mean, I think that's the motivation behind the group. Um, we understand that it won't be an easy journey. Um, there will be ups and downs along the way. But uh, I think that's something, as I said, the players initiated that. Uh, right in their opening interviews, uh, they started saying that they, they want to see this team take some growth. And, I mean, that's where we want to be at the end of the year. We want to get that playoff experience for our group. And, you know, it's like the dance. You just got to get in. Once you get in, you're in and you, got, you have a chance. So uh, we just got to get through the door and get into playoffs, and then we can see what happens. And how great is that to hear from all these young guys? I mean, you know, everyone knows it's been a, a tough couple of years for this organization but to have 15 or 16 and 17 year old guys saying we want to make the playoffs this year I mean just from a coaching perspective how great is that to hear from all your young guys yeah I, that's that's just it right um, when they're setting that standard for themselves that allows us to then hold them accountable to that standard um, there's certain things that playoff teams do you can't wait to April to start playing playoff hockey it's got to start right away the attention to details got to be there uh, guys got to be doing extra themselves off the ice they got to be eating right getting their sleep getting their rest uh, drinking lots of water, all those little things. And like I said earlier about, you know, better people make better players. Uh, that's the truth. So the, the less distractions you can have when the, you're on the ice, the more in the moment you're going to be. Um, so, yeah, excited about this group and proud of where we've come to date. You know, it's uh, there's a lot of new faces in this organization, many that I haven't seen yet, what with mask mandates and everything. But, uh, you know, we got two new coaches on the bench. we got a new equipment manager. There's a lot of new faces in the lineup. 
for you guys coming in, was there a lot of attention to, you know, video from last year, the last couple of years of these guys, or is it pretty much going to be a clean slate, clean slate start on opening day? Uh, you know, I think that's kind of the legwork to it all. Like when you get, when I was fortunate to get the job, uh, even in preparation for the interviews, you're going through to watch video. You're going through to see some tendencies, um, going through the tech pack that they worked with in the previous years and just kind of putting our own little fingerprints on it and throughout it. Um, so, you know, it, there is a lot of new faces and I think with new faces is new energy. Um, and there's a new energy behind this group. Uh, I can't say enough about Andrew with the athletic therapy and Darian with the equipment. Uh, those guys are positive. They're high energy guys every day, um, coming in and doing their job. And, uh, you know, me and Matt have, uh, hit it off working together too. Uh, it's been a great fit. And Dean, uh, Dean does an excellent job of just allowing people to kind of do their job, trusting them to do their job and overseeing things. And very, very fortunate to be, uh, in the position I'm in and entrusted with the roles and responsibilities to date. As uh, training camp in the preseason has gone on, the roster, of course, is getting smaller and smaller towards what it's going to look like on opening night. Uh, has the preparation for the game on Friday changed all over the course of the roster being trimmed down more and more? No, not necessarily. I think uh, the focus early was on our game. Um, you know, moving forward, there's going to be some more pre-game preparations, pre-scouts of the other team. But at the end of the day, we want the focus to be on us and talking about that process and establishing the process. If that's not there, the results won't be there. And if they are, then they're fake results and you won't have it sustained. So we want to work on a full 60 minutes of, you know, Bronco hockey and taking pride in that logo and playing for the crest, um, high energy you know, uh, causing a little bit of chaos like a Bronco does at the radio. You know, we uh, we have the belief in there that we have the group that could, uh, you know, push through and be playing hockey into April, some meaningful hockey there at that time. And that's kind of, you know, we, we understand that that might not be the expectation of everyone else of us. So we take pride in that. and We want to write our own story and, uh, you know, see where this goes. Nice. Uh, Just want to ask you a quick question here as we get set to wrap things up here. Uh, You know, you got a good look at this week's opponent last weekend. Uh, You know, that was preseason action. This is regular season. Um, You know, what's your assessment of what Medicine Hat's bringing to the table? Yeah, you know, it... uh right away when you when you think of medicine hat you think of speed right and they play with speed uh they're aggressive in all three zones and then they had players off at camp so we should see a little bit of a different roster you start to talk about some game changers that can come in so that's where we got to look at that process of being ready from puck drop we might not be allowed to you know be sleeping five minutes into the period or take a, or take our foot off the gas at any time when you throw a Cole Sillinger into the lineup or someone else that may be back at this time, maybe back later, may end up in the NHL. Who knows? But uh, those kind of players that are out there, uh, they're going to take advantage when you let your guard down. So, you know, we just we'll go through what they do. <clears throat> we'll, we'll be familiar. Our guys are. And then we're going to focus on us. Like I say, focus on our game and what we're going to do and how we want to play. Hey, really appreciate you doing this, taking the time to have a sit down with us. Uh, I know there's a lot of preparation to do prior to the regular season, but uh, thanks for doing this, man. Really appreciate you guys having me on. A lot of fun. Thank you. Associate coach Devin Pratt on the Broncos This Week podcast brought to you by Original 16. You're listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16, the official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. It's the Broncos This Week podcast brought to you by Original 16 and uh, joined now by a recent 
WHL Bantam draft, Bantam draft first round selection of the team. Matt Ward is joining us. Uh, Matt, first impressions of Swift Current. It's a, it's a unique situation because I don't think we've ever had, you know, players in history who have played several regular season games with the Broncos without having ever stepped on the ice in Swift Current. So how does it feel to actually be in the city? Yeah, no, it's uh, definitely not normal. Um, but no, my first sort of taste of, you know, being here for a, for a long period of time. And it's it's been a lot of fun lately. Um, I mean, small town, obviously. And with uh, COVID restrictions, it's kind of hard to do, you know, some of the things um, a normal team would do. But we're, we're trying to make the most of it and, and just have fun with it. So. How much uh, excitement was there leading up to getting here? Uh, obviously, you had the hub experience, and a lot of guys from that are here now too, but kind of the, the summer and, and leading up to training camp actually starting, I mean, was there a discussion amongst you guys just so you sort of saying, we can't wait to get to town and get to work? Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, ever since I got home off my plane from uh, <laughs> the bubble, I was counting down the days. So, I mean, I know it's going to be a good year for us. Um, we're a lot, you know, older well, I guess than last year, uh, we're all a year older. So, I mean, we're excited to, you know, um, make some noise in the league this year. You, uh, you know, you had a successful, personally, you had a really successful hub experience. You know, you were, you were able to get some ice time, play in some key situations and put up some big numbers. You know, from an on-ice perspective, it seemed uh, to go well for you. How, how was that whole hub experience? Uh, I mean, some guys handle it differently. For me, it was just, I was just blessed to be there, you know, in that time you know when you haven't been playing um when you're passionate enough for the game you just go out there and have fun obviously it's not easy um being away from sort of reality for that long but i mean if you truly love the game it's it's nothing but fun and that's what it was for me so i had a lot of fun there and a really unique opportunity for you guys to bond as a team too i think with so many young guys there i mean they're you know a, cha a good chance that a lot of you guys are going to be teammates for years to come so for you guys to be together pretty much 24 hours a day for two months straight a pretty unique opportunity to build some friendships as well no for sure and i think the time frame where our team is um with those young guys coming in it's good to sort of uh you know get that culture um and team sort of uh set in stone um but yeah no it was fun we we got really close that year and it's definitely leading into this year so you know you put up some big numbers uh, in that hub setting in regina was there was there a moment of, you know, confidence building for you where you just kind of realized like, hey, I can hang at this level or, you know, what, what happened there that, that kind of gave you that confidence, you know, to do what you did? Um, I mean, obviously heading into the year, I mean, I was scared, you know, <laughs> it's tough going into the Western League as a 16 year old. But once I got in the league, I mean, you know, you get a couple of games under your belt, you're you're confident enough. Once you make a few plays, I got a lot of opportunities. So, I mean, I think when the coaches put that sort of trust in you, um, it just builds the confidence and, and knowing your teammates are there supporting you. There's, you know, nothing really you have to worry about. So. I know the uh, coaches have talked a lot about what the impact that three 20-year-olds from last year had on the younger guys, Michael Farron, Caleb Bullock, Owen Williams. As one of those younger guys, uh, can you kind of touch on how much uh, those guys really helped all the young guys kind of adjust to the Western League? Well, I mean, for, for us, it was just the experience they had in the league. I mean, like stories they would tell us or, you know, in between periods they'd, you know, um, tell us if we're again too loose or something but I mean yeah nothing but great things to say about those three guys yeah and uh you know what was it like 
once the hub was over. You touched on it a little bit. I mean, was there an element of, of sadness that the 24-game season is over, or was there just excitement to, to get back to the real world, as real as things can be during this whole situation? Um, I mean, I think after every year ends, it's definitely sad, you know, just knowing that that team, those, you know, all those guys won't be back with you the next year. Um, but, you know, getting off that plane, you know, you're just thinking back to next year in the future. Um, and then, you know, you're doing any, everything you can um, to uh, better yourself through the summer. So that's just how it was for me. So I always like to ask guys who were in the hub where their first stop was once they were allowed to kind of leave and then have their freedom, so to speak. Uh, where was your first stop aside from the airport to catch your plane? Straight to Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's the what's the Wendy's order? Uh, spicy chicken burger. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good call. Uh, yeah. So yeah. So how's you know you're you're here in Swift Current right now. How's the whole balance with everything? You know, like balancing hockey, education, all that. I mean, it's a, it's a tough schedule that uh, that you guys are expected to go through. Um. Yeah. No. It is tough, especially for the school guys. But I mean, we're mature enough that you know at our age now we should be able to um, handle it. Um, as best as we can I mean you know it's tough um, with our schedule not including school and then when you include school it's definitely tough but I mean like I said we're mature enough and we know how to go about it um, it's going to take time to get used to the schedule but I think we're adjusting pretty well before we dive in a little more to this season I kind of want to go back to the summer when you had the invite to the U18 camp with Hockey Canada um, I talked to you in the summer and we kind of touched on it but uh, can you kind of just retell the story of, of how you first got the call because it sounded like it really kind of came out of nowhere yeah no I was just in my bed I think I was watching Netflix or something <laughs> something like that I got a call from a, a random number <laughs> I guess I got the call so I was you know definitely ecstatic about about that and, and just the experience there was it was unreal I mean you don't really get to see those kind of players um, that are in other leagues as much as you do in the Western League so I mean other top end players and and obviously the way the camp was run it was was very high end and and something I'll never forget you know how, how would you assess your performance at that camp because you talked about how there's a lot of other high-end guys there yeah no I think when you're in that environment you got to adjust your game and, and play to you know whatever the team needs so I mean I was, you know, blocking shots and, and, you know, just being that energy guy. But I knew if I needed a chip in, I'm, I'm definitely capable of doing that. So, I mean, it's just a, a matter of, you know, knowing who you're on the ice with and, and who's on your team and what kind of role you need to play. So I was just kind of there doing anything they wanted me to do, anything to make the team. So, And those uh, those Hockey Canada camps, I mean, the on-ice portion is one thing, but there's a lot of off-ice stuff that goes on too, whether it's, you know, educational seminars and that kind of thing. So, I mean, what are some of the off-ice stuff that uh, you guys went through that kind of sticks out in your mind? Yeah, we did a lot of uh, off-ice presentations, a lot, of, a lot of stuff about sleep and nutrition um, and, and how that can affect your game. I mean, it's, you know, the game of hockey, it's more than just going to the rink and, and playing. It's it's that preparation um, before and after games. You know, you get, you got to think about it 24 hours of the day. So it's not just uh, you know show up to the rink and play. You know, we're we're two days out from the home opener, the first home opener in quite a long time here. And uh, what's the what's the mood in the room like right now? Um, excited. I mean, we're we're all fired up. I know um, all the guys are are the same as me. Um, haven't you know played in a, you know a really mean mean stuff uh, sort of um, season. So I mean, nothing but excitement. But we gotta you know 
channel that excitement so it's not you know getting out of hand so i think we're ready to go but i mean time will tell so i know there's a lot of talk about playoffs in that locker room as well and it kind of seems like you're the one who's spearheading all this playoff talk and that's kind of the expectation that you have for the team and uh, you feel like that the everyone else in that room sort of feels the same way that it's it's almost playoffs or bust so to speak yeah that's our that's our goal i mean anything less it's you know it's a disappointing year i mean that should be the same standard for any team um obviously you know playoffs is the first goal but even going further than that you know we want to do good in playoffs so i mean um anything can happen in playoffs everyone knows that you know teams have seen you know the canadians in the finals this year no one expected that so i mean our first goal is to uh make the playoffs and then you know we'll go from there you know, over the last two years, I think this is your third appearance on the podcast in some way, shape, or form. But, uh, you know, the, with the season being wiped out and everything, uh, fans, they haven't been able to watch hockey like they used to and everything. So, you know, we, we've asked you these questions before, but just to kind of bring people up to speed, how would you describe what you do on the ice? How would you describe yourself as a player? Um, I'm, I'm a passionate player. I play with a lot of energy and emotion, um, compete all over the ice. Um, and, and just, uh, you know, a playmaker, I think. I, I think my hockey senses are um, what sets me apart from my peers. Um, but, I mean, I think I got an underrated shot as well. So, I mean, I like to mix it up. I can't be, you know, a one-trick pony. Um, you know, you got to keep the, the other teams and play their players and goalies guessing all the time. So, I mean, that's just how I... I think I play. I mean, I could be wrong, but uh, yeah. So, you played in all four preseason games this year. Um, I think it, the roster was getting trimmed down as the games went along, but uh, ended off on a high note with that eight to two win. Uh, you know, what's kind of your assessment as the team uh, progressed over the course of those four preseason games? I thought we got better every game. I mean, the culture of the team, and you know, just buying into the coaches' systems, you could definitely see it. Um, in our last game, I mean, we've we've got sort of new um, language we use around the team in terms of, you know, our plays and stuff like that. And I think, you know, compared to last year, we got guys buying in and, and I think we're ready to go. The, the mood seems kind of different this year. So, I mean, we're definitely excited to get going here. Yeah, there, there's definitely some excitement around the rink just being back here. You can you can sense it. Um, it's a tall task, though. I mean, Medicine Hat, they're a historically strong franchise. Uh, you got a good look at them last weekend. What, what's your assessment of this weekend's opposition? Um, I mean, like the last game, it ended pretty rough, so we know it's going to be a battle of a battle of two games so I mean um, obviously we're not phased by what kind of team they pose at us um, we're worried about ourselves here and, and what we can do to win the game so I mean we got to start off with you know the first game on Friday and then hit in a med hat ready to go too so Right on. Well, hey, we greatly appreciate you taking some time to do this. I know the life of a major junior hockey player is a busy one, and uh, thanks for making your way down to the media office here and having this chat with us. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me, guys. Matt Ward on the Broncos This Week podcast, brought to you by Original 16. You're listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16, the official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. Broncos This Week podcast. A big thanks to forward Matt Ward and associate coach Devin Pratt for joining us and being our guest this week. And, uh, well, they certainly uh, helped out the hype machine for for this coming Friday's home opener. Well, it's going to be exciting. Um, I mean, the, the preseason ended up on such a high note with that 8-2 to win, and, and the animosity was, was sky high. I mean, the, the game wasn't broadcast anywhere, but it was kind of just a continuation of the Friday game for anybody who was at that preseason game. Uh, you know, despite it being preseason, 
season. These guys uh, really don't like each other out there on, on both sides. So uh, I'm really curious to see how that carries over into the regular season and if there's maybe a little more um, you know, calmness uh, with regards to taking penalties now that the games matter for real. So uh, going to be exciting. Uh, these two teams are going to play each other eight times. So certainly want to get that season series off on the, on the right foot. And uh, it's just going to be so great to have uh, regular season hockey back here at the Iplex. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, the, there was some excitement around the organization as well with the releasing of the new third jerseys that the team is going to wear. The first game doing so is October the 8th. And uh, I heard from a lot of people, that, and what I keep hearing is that they are sick, <laughs> which is a good thing, apparently. <laughs> That's the new, well, I shouldn't say it's new slang, but it is yep. slang. Uh, yeah, the, uh, the players love them. Uh, had a lot of fun making that video with, uh, with Ward and Isaac Poulter. And uh, yeah, had heard. Uh, I think it was a day after they come out. There was already a number that were uh, that were sold. So great to see that. Uh, as you mentioned, October eighth is the first time they're going to be worn next Friday against the Edmonton Oil Kings. Can't wait to see them on the ice. And of course, they're uh, on sale online and also in the stable for anybody who uh, comes to the game on Friday. Might be able to pick one up while you're here. Those are nice. They're clean. Yeah, check those out, and uh, they'll be on the ice October 8th. Uh, one more time, we just want to go over COVID protocols because that's the world that we live in. Uh, be prepared to show proof of vaccination if you're coming to Friday's game. We encourage people to get the QR codes. There's been a bit of a gong show with the QR codes over the last week, but it looks like they got a handle on that now. If you visit ehealthsask.ca slash mysaskhealthrecord, and then you can save the information on the SKVAX wallet app as well. Um, these QR codes, these uh, vaccine passports, if you will. They're not going away until we get a handle on this thing. So uh, that's going to be life for the next little bit. So we encourage people to, to go about doing that. And just a reminder that at the game, masks are mandatory as for uh, as per provincial regulations, unless you're eating or drinking in your seat. And all concessions will be open for the uh, opening night as well. So lots to take advantage of there. Bosch, I, I want to end on a, on a note of well wishes for a guy that has been a staple with the Medicine Hat Tiger organization um, for the first time in 50 plus years when the Medicine Hat Tigers are in town there's going to be somebody in the visitor broadcast booth other than uh, you know a friend of this show and a friend to a lot of people Bob Ridley yeah uh, he he said on his own personal Twitter the other day that uh, he's not going to be making the trip because he's uh, doing radiation treatment in Lethbridge um, so certainly uh, best wishes to Bob Ridley uh, just a, an incredible human being, a legendary broadcaster. Um, everybody who knows Bob knows that he's just one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet in your life. So uh, certainly wishing all the best to Bob and his family and friends and and the Tigers organization as well. I mean, we know how important he is to that, that team and that city. So uh, certainly keeping Bob in our thoughts uh, this weekend as well. Right on. Thanks for that, Bosch. That's another edition of Broncos This Week, brought to you by Original 16. You've been listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16.